Previously on Quest Friends. For for a second there in the cart, I I I thought really bad things about everybody, about you, about everybody, and I thought and thought like I should I, I wanted to to Misha, I don't know what's going on. And you don't have to go into more detail if you don't want to. I I just wanted to let you know that we'll figure it out. But what 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 if next time we'll cross that bridge when we come to it? It's worth the risk. Misha is going to kind of nod, but half-heartedly, like they don't really think that. Simon, Simon Scotch, would you promise if if it seems that the bridge can't be crossed, that you will protect yourselves? <sighs> and they're going to stay except their pinky one last time. If, if, it, if it comes to it, Hopper will give Misha a skeptical look and then extend his pinky and he'll say, sure, Misha, but he's crossing his other fingers behind his back. <laughs> to talk. Your good ward Shock has gone and gotten himself in a whole heap of trouble. How is the child? How is he? Well, the child has become best friends with a monster from the data sphere. The child keeps talking to someone else who wants to kill him. And to top it all off, the child cut us off simply for warning him. Is that all? Is, is that all? Yes, Horace. That's all. <sighs> Honestly, sometimes we don't even know why you let him out of the wheel in the first place. Oh, that... That's simple. Because I trust you. You trust us? Really, Horace? Then if you trust us... Why do you seem so unfazed while we're listing off a series of things that we're so concerned about? Oh, you misunderstand, friends. I trust you both. You're back, Misha. As you see and feel and hear the information flowing around you, smashing into each other and assembling these threads of knowledge and ideas, you can tell you're back in the data sphere. Uh, I guess what can I see? <laughs> what can't you see? The data sphere is a repository of all sorts of information. You can see ideas and concepts, even vague, unknowable ones, take shape. But the shape is more akin to something like an atom than a person. The way the ideas work is that they are flying through the air. You can hear an encyclopedia whiz past your head. At one point, a novel hits you in the side of the head. And on the other side, a thread forms showing not only the novel, but how Misha would have interpreted it. It's combining this information into something. And then these threads take many forms. Some of them they take shapes like the snake that you talk to, while others choose to remain in their long thread-like form. Can Misha, like, is there a way for them to try and see what the situation is back where Ayn and everybody else is? Give me a roll. Great. Okay. I'm rolling my red die because... <laughs> uh, 19! Yeah, you're not far enough away yet, but that's not necessarily a good thing you can see it. Because you can see everyone in front of you, despondent, as you fall to the ground and two red lights emerge from your eyes. But almost more frightening than the rest of that, you see in Ellie's hands the scarf go limp. Mm. And as you reach up to feel it in the data sphere, it's not there. Ah, okay. Um. Give me another roll. I got six. 
a piece of information flying in front of you turns and suddenly hits you in the shoulder. And then another one flies at you in the other shoulder, in the legs, in the gut. And as they do and they collide into you, a combination of you and the data forms a thread attaching you out to some unknowable thing in the distance. Uh, yeah. No, Misha will try to, to get free of that and will try to return while mumbling or saying to themselves, like, I, I told them they should leave. Why didn't they leave? I, I have to go back. They can't, they can't be in there right now. Your arm reaches out as the threads tug and you are hurtled hundreds, thousands of miles away flying at speeds far impossible in the physical realm. As the threads wrap themselves around you like a spider circling something in its silk. No, I, I have to go back, please. I need, I need to, I need to protect them. They need to leave now. I need to tell them to leave. Maybe they will listen this time. Your voice is cut off as the threads continue to surround you, covering your neck, your mouth, your eyes and the rest of your head. And then, as quickly as they appeared, the threads unwind, spinning you out like a yo-yo let loose towards the earth. And as you reach their edges, the threads snap and you skip across newly found ground. Then Misha, as soon as that happens, kind of trying to, to figure out if there's a way to, to go back, like to run back or something, even though they don't know where they are, but they'll just like try to blindly run. Yeah, you stand up and start running and you notice that you are no longer in the data sphere or it doesn't feel the same way as the rest of the data sphere. In the rest, you are kind of floating around aimless as if you were swimming in water or flying in space. But here you have a gravity, and you have a space of sorts around you. With other eyes, one would only see white, but you see differently. Around you, an empty red plane with an empty red sky stretches out into infinity. It's perfectly organized, perfectly controlled, not a single atom out of place. Except, that is for the figure lying at the spot where you first fell. Misha Jarvis. Misha Jarvis. Misha Jar... Misha... Misha... And the figure appears in front of you, and it starts to rise, lifting itself up like a marionette pulled on strings, although you can't see it. And as this figure rises, its long brown coat spilling down like its black hair, it turns to you, continuing to repeat the words. The first thing you notice is its glassy red eyes. The next is a scarf wrapped around its neck, but ripped into pieces, like the holes were torn open by its fingers. But finally, you see a carefully sculpted wooden face with lines running up from its chin to the edges of its painted cinnabar lips. And this marionette Misha finishes its sentence. Meanwhile, we are now back by everybody else. It's like I described it last episode. Misha isn't responding. The two cinnabar eyes are shining into the sky and the scarf is not responding either. It sits there limp. Shock is going to turn back to Ayn and say, you know something else about their connection with the lady. Please, please, you have to know how, how do we, how do we help Misha? I, I, I... I don't know that we can. No, I don't accept that. I will never accept that. Misha is not her. There has to be a way. Well, Shock, there is one thing we can do. And all of you 
hear this strange, high-pitched, ghostly voice coming out from the Datasphere relay that Ayn had accidentally turned on a few episodes ago. Oh my god, that's why you had the relay! It's been there for them. I don't want it to be them. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Ellie, from her possession, she's sitting on the ground because holding Bisha up after catching them wasn't really an option with the height difference. So she's kind of sunk to the ground and is just kind of holding on to them. But she's gonna look over. Shock, would you like them to talk to you? <laughs> it's, it's okay. Shock's going to just gesture to everyone and say, um, these are the Mano Spirits I recently had a uh, had a pact with. Are you are you ready to help now? Well, Shock, that's a difficult question to answer. <sighs> <laughs> we we know we know that there are probably things you'll want to talk about. Shock, we can't pretend to understand what's going on with. You call them Misha, right? Yes. They are Misha. Uh, excuse me, what is what is going on? <laughs> the stratic entities that I previously had a patron-nano relationship with. We recently cut that arrangement. Because they were being terrible! Uh, because they can't, they refuse to acknowledge Misha's personhood. Oh, well then yes, I would understand how they are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we know, we know, simile lady and weird, angry suit thing. Shock, you have the strangest friends. If you'd rather, if you'd rather talk to my strange friends than me, I'd be my guest. But before we interrupted, you were about to say something important. Oh, r that thing, right. In order to have a good patron relationship, one needs to have trust. We weren't given you that, even though you spent years earning it. We don't understand what's going on. We don't understand your friend Misha Jarvis, but we know that you trust them. And if you want to know how to help them, well then we'll trust you. Please, I don't know what else to do. Please help us. Okay. So, you all remember that Ezra fellow? Yes. Very clearly. Well, he was one of those nasty things from the data sphere. But the thing is, he couldn't really do any of his plans without being in that globe man's body. <laughs> globe man. It was the same with that Sonny, and it's the same with the lady. In order for Stratic Life to access your world, they need to use a relay, some sort of vessel they can use to cross that barrier. Well, Shock, it stands to reason that that relay relationship could go both ways. So we can we can enter the data sphere and face the lady there? That's what we believe, yes. Can you show us how? We can do more than that, Shock. If you're willing, we'll take you there ourselves. Can you... Can you take all of us? And Shock will look around at everyone else for confirmation that that's a choice that he can make for everyone. I mean, Ellie's <laughs> already ready. Hopper's been kind of like, because he has nothing else to do, he's been kind of messing with the defibrillim. It worked for Sunny. It worked on spiders. <laughs> Misha's not like organic, so he doesn't think that it will actually work, but he has nothing else to do. So he'll look up from like frantically messing with the defibrillim and seeing if it does anything to Misha's body. And he's got this very determined expression and he'll just nod at shock. How does Ness respond? Ness is actually holding Misha's hand. Oh. And he is he's not talking to anyone. He's kind of whispering to himself something about like, I know you didn't like to sleep because you didn't like your dreams and I said I'd fight anything in the dreams that I don't know if I can. But then when they're like, you can go in the data sphere. He like pops up and then he will like put Misha's hand down and he'll roll up the sleeves he isn't wearing and share a look with Shock. Like, yeah! <laughs> Shock will turn back to the nano spirits and say, Can you take us? It would be our pleasure, but what about you? 
and Ayn startles back a little bit before crossing her arms and turning to the side. I, I don't, I don't think we're who they need anymore, but, and she turns back to face you. Keep them safe. I promised. Shock will just nod. All right, then. A new challenge for the nano spirits. Hey there, Shock. Hey there, Ellie. Hey there, Hop. Hey there, Ness. Don't get too friendly. Now, there's a lot of dangers out there in the data sphere. A lot of things you need to know, but we don't really have time for that. All we're going to say is that it's about to get very strange, but just be assured that it's just as strange for us as it is for you. The data sphere is a weird thing to feel. Shock has felt it before, but for Ellie, for Hop, and for Ness, this is an entirely new feeling. It's as if you've been more awake than you've ever been before, like you can see things with an increased clarity. You feel a renewed vigor. You feel what it feels like for the first time to be a nano. And around you, you feel the world start to layer on top of itself. Where you would see a rock in the corner, you start to see rock described in binary in 50 different languages, as if there's some heads-up display on it. Things in the room have silhouettes, ghostly visions that appear, and then fly into other pieces, which turn and burst into these long threads that fly out and tie and knot around each other. And eventually, all this activity usurps the world. You can't see the physical world anymore. You can only see that stratic world layered upon it. And as you fly up and away and start racing towards somewhere in the distance, there's one last piece of business I need to attend to. Emily and Hallie. Wait. Before this session... I asked each of you to choose two esoteries. Oh no, I chose a really... Chose really bad one. <laughs> really unhelpful one. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Did you not pick esoteries useful in a boss fight? One of them is. that I you hedge magic. No, hedge magic isn't... So it does is like change things colors and make things float. Why? Why <laughs> She almost picked Slay, but didn't. I didn't know what it was for. What did you tell them? I just told them to pick their two favorites, because I didn't want them to figure out what was happening. <laughs> their two favorites are not necessarily the useful ones. You told them to pick favorites. Please add those esoteries to your character sheets, because for now at least, you know what it feels like to be a nano. Does that include Ness? Does Ness? So how Ness works, Ness is not trained enough to have a specific esoteric. So Ness can do what he always does, which is aid somebody else in combat. Mm. But he just gets whatever spell Hallie wants to flavor it as. Woo-hoo! Ness just gets to like, if he wants to fly around or shoot magic. Oh, I see. He is the wild card. He is Joker. He has every persona. Perfect. Can I switch to Slay? <laughs> No. <laughs> can you even afford to cast Slay? Probably not. I can barely afford to cast Dust to Dust. <laughs> now you understand what it's like when I'm in melee combat. Dust to Dust? Yeah, so Hop has Absorb Energy, which lets him touch an object and absorb his energy, healing. Very good. Yeah, that's a good one. He has Sensor. He can just see from something. <laughs> that's not a good one. <laughs> Be amazing in any other situation. I know. <laughs> Ellie has hedge magic, and then she has dust to dust, which disintegrates one non-living object that is smaller than you and whose level is less than or equal to your tier. Oh my god! That's the one that I could have gotten, but I thought it was too too like scary and I didn't get. <sighs> Alright. Are we good to continue? Yes. <sighs> Misha, roll speed defense. Oh uh, speed. That's my lowest, you know that that's my lowest. Four. The nails hit you first, but then the wooden bat hits the rest of you. Oh god, no, it's good. Take eight points of damage as you are knocked to the ground by this marionette Misha who takes the bat with nails in it and slings it back on their shoulders. And the nails tear into the limp scarf on its shoulder even harder. Do not fight me anymore. This is who you are. Remember? I... 
I, I, I know that. I know that all too well. You have told me that a lot, haven't you, conscience? Yes. And yet you keep running. I, I do. I, I, I wouldn't if you weren't so destructive. If you didn't cause as much damage with everybody. I, I, I wouldn't, but why do you have to be that way? And there you go again, speaking like I cause destruction, like I cause pain. You need to understand. And it grabs you by the hair and picks you up. We are that way. Meanwhile, everybody else, you have been flying for a very short time, but you have gotten very far. And suddenly you all just stop. Oh, thank God we stopped. Are you still with us? Jacques shouts out to the nanospirits. Yes, we are, Shock, and we're here. And as I say that, you turn around and you can see in front of you a white bubble. Inside of this bubble, you see a plain white sky and a white plane at the bottom, where everything else in the data sphere is weird and chaotic and unknowable. This bubble seems very still and secure. The only thing penetrating it are four strings stretching out from some vague space in the distance down through the bubble to this marionette version of Misha who seems to be causing an awful lot of damage to the non-marionette version. Shock doesn't hesitate. He is moving towards the bubble. Is there a version of a strong glass staff here in the... Uh... Yeah, you have a version of everything. Okay. Yeah, he's going to use the staff like a spear and try to puncture through the bubble. <laughs> Give me a roll. How does a 12 do? Not very well. You go to puncture it, and usually with a bubble, even if you can't puncture it, you go in a little bit. But your staff just tings off of it like it couldn't get anywhere in. That's not going to work, Shock. You see, the lady's thing is all about control, and in that bubble... She has all the control. We can get you here, but we don't know if there's a way to get in. Is, is there really nothing that's strong enough to fight her? Well... Did you say the strings were coming into the bubble from some nebulous outside source? Yep. I Hop's already trying to cut one of them with his um his forearm blade. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh, it's coming back! Is this like the second time it's been used in the entire <laughs> yeah, campaign? yeah. So like that. What a blast from the past. I forgot. All right. This is to go to the cool dice house. Uh, that's, that's a one. So he <laughs> oh my God. To go to the cool oh dice house. No. <laughs> but my jail doesn't work. So what do I do with it now? Failing forward is such a good. You jinxed it. Game master principle. This is like, this was like, this was one of the die in the picture. I'm so... You know, you're right about failing forward, Tom, because we are going to advance the plot, but we're still going to fail because we're going to do something that I was going to do after you cut the thread, but we're going to do it right now. Damn it. Hop, you go to cut the thread and you take out your forearm blade and Shock's staff actually look the same way. The blade itself doesn't appear. Instead, out of the sides of your hands, you see threads pull themselves out, and these multicolored threads take the form of your forearm blade, which you then try to cut into the rope. But because you haven't used the blade in a while, you don't quite hit it the right way, and it bounces off. And there's that deep sound you make when you hit a particularly strong wire, which reverberates down into the area below but also far, far up into the sky. Oh, good. And you hear a voice from the sky say, with unending malice, And I need everyone to roll initiative. Welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends, episode 71, Neon Knight, 
Part 12. I'm Kyle, your GM, and our intro song is Friends by Miracle of Sound. Okay, so we got a pretty big episode that I'm sure you're all very excited to get to, so for today, the only thing I want to do for announcements is go over a few credits. The first credit is you may not, you may have noticed that there was a voice in the very beginning that was neither mine nor the player's. That's because we brought in podcaster and voice actor David S. Deer to play Horace, a character who we've alluded to in the past and who will be appearing in the future. You may know David as the main person behind the podcast A Ninth World Journal, and you might know Horace as Shock's robot guardian slash dad, although they haven't really, they haven't worked that out yet. We'll be seeing a lot more of Horace in the future, so you'll be hearing a lot more of and about David in the future, but if you want to check him out and check out his work, there's a link to his website, davidsdeer.com below. We also, for the first time, brought in custom music that was made by somebody other than me. There's a pretty big moment later on in this episode that alludes to our custom music, but I didn't feel comfortable writing it, so I brought on Will Savino, aka Music D20, to help bring that song to life. Will is a composer who has made a library of RPG music that you can use both for your tabletop games and for your tabletop role-playing podcasts. We commissioned him for one custom song, but you can find Will for a lot more music at musicd20.card.co. Thanks again to both David and to Will for making this episode the best it could be. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Our next episode, the final episode of One Neon Night, should be coming out in a week and a half on Monday, January 25th. But if you'd like additional content before then, you can find stories, artwork, and behind-the-scenes insights at patreon.com slash questfriends. I'll see you there. I rolled an eight. Thirteen. A three. All right, and then I'm not going to roll for the lady because she gets top of the round. Wow. Hop, I need you to roll speed defense. All right. Seven. From next to the wire, you see another thread extend. Although this one is harsher. It's a bright beam of red light that looks akin to a lightning bolt from God smiting down beneath him. Because while the lady knows many, many esoteries, she has a favorite one. Hop, you keep all of your points, but I need you to take one step down the damage track as a bolt of the esoteric slay oh, no. flies down no. from the sky and strikes you. Slay, you technically have to touch somebody, but I just really- Yeah, you have to touch somebody! We're in an immaterial space, touch has no concept here. (laughs) And Misha, you don't notice any of this happening. As I said, while you are in a bubble everyone else can see, to you it looks like an infinite plane. But you do notice part of the marionette's arm shake, and in kind of frustration, it looks back up towards the sky. Can Misha see us or are we invisible? No, because to Misha, so to you, it all looks like Misha's in a bubble. To Misha, they are in an infinite plane. God. They literally cannot see outside the bubble. They think it stretches for forever. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess Misha will just talk and be like, I know, I know we both have done this, but I've never wanted to be a part of it. I, I have accepted that we are the same, but why? Why won't you let me be myself? Because you have no self. And roll, roll my defense. Jesus, okay. I don't know why my pulls are so low to begin with. And the marionette takes you and smashes your head against the ground for six points of damage. 
I am you and you are mine. And now we're going to move to Shock. One quick question before I say anything else. Yeah. Shock has no esoteries at this point, right? No, you have all your esoteries back. Oh. Because everyone has become a nano, so they got their esoteries. Okay. Uh, but they only got two. You got all of yours back. Okay, okay. I have my full power. That makes things different. But that being said, will it take my full action if I try to talk to Misha? Oh. Through the mental connection. No, you can try to talk to Misha through the mental connection. All right, and that w- I can still do something else to, like, fight the lady, though. If, yeah. Aside from, okay. So Shock is going to, like, pound a fist on the outside of a bubble and through the mental connection, try to reach out to Misha inside. Please, please hear me. Misha, we're here. You're not alone. You're not alone. We're here. And we're trying to get you out of there. Please, fight back. Stay alive. We're going to we're going to stop her. Please, just don't give up. We should hear it. Give me a roll. 14. The message flies out, piercing the bubble and making its way in. But as it gets closer and closer to Misha, those numbers change a bit. Oh no. The four and the one, now within her domain, can be flipped any way they want. And so the four is pinged back out, and the one is the only part of the role that remains in her domain. Oh, man. You do not succeed, Shock. So Shock is going to slam a fist on the outside of a bubble one more time. It's going to be the left fist, just because then he's going to look at the glove and then turn to not the wire that Hop is next to, but a different one. And for the first time in a while now, cast cutting lights against it and try to burn right through the wire. And that is a 16. In a world of strings, the cutting light doesn't actually look any different. After all, what is a beam but a very long ethereal string? Oh, well, there is one difference. It burns like all hell. And as you swing the cutting light, one of the wires snaps off. And you can just hear the screaming from the higher end. Emily. Do we know we're nanos? Do we understand what- You can feel that you have the okay. powers. Okay. I got the powers! <laughs> Do we know how to use them? Can yes. I use it? Okay. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> but the nano spirits will be like, Hey, Allie, don't mean to pry or say too much, but you actually have to do this thing to make it work. Thank you. I hate you. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Ellie is actually going to try to cast her first non-canon Halloween special, Esoteri. And what is that Esoteri? That Esoteri is Dust to Dust, which will use up. Over half of my intellect points. How does dust to dust work? So dust to dust, you touch a non-living object that's smaller than you and you can turn it into dust. You just like disintegrate it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ellie's going to look towards, we can't see her, but look towards where it feels like the voice is coming from. You can't see her, although when the first string was cut, you start to see a fog at the edge of the threads. So after that scream from Shock cutting the last string, Ellie's going to look up and say, that sounded like it hurt. And she's going to grab hold of another one of the strings and cast dust to dust. And as you cast it, threads start to emerge from the end of your hand, and they wrap themselves around the wire, consuming it. And as they disappear and scatter off into the data sphere, there is nothing left of the wire you touched. And she screams again. Stay away from my children. Okay, Hop, it is your turn. You have failed to hit a wire, have been smited from God herself, and then watch the other two easily cut it. So what are (laughs) you going to do now? I sure did. I'm sure Ness is just like floating there on little like a jetpack that he made with magic, just staring at you. Ness is like, he's yeah, he's like waiting for Hop to make his next move. He's been like pinging back and forth between everybody being like, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? He doesn't, he doesn't know how to do anything practical with his powers. Um... (laughs) All right, so 
let me know if this is a no, as you do. Um, you already told me four days ago, you messaged me specifically to tell me, no, the lady with sin of our lips does not count as an environmental hazard. <laughs> so that I couldn't ask that during the recording, even though I just did. Yeah, so I know that she isn't that, but I'm going to try to cut the thing normally, but I want to set it up so that if I miss and she tries to smite me again, I want to be real cute with it and make her smite her own wire. Okay. Ooh. Okay, give me a roll for this. Okay. Um, I I have six XP. Could I use two of them to automatically succeed this? You absolutely could. I'm going to use two XP to automatically succeed. Do you still need me? Describe how you fail, quote unquote, to cut the wires. Okay, Um. so... Hop will switch tacks from his from his forearm blade to the defibrillim, which is better in every way. And he's going to try to, like, aim it at the wire. And he's going to set it on, like, the lowest power setting. I imagine there are, like, different power settings so that it doesn't yeah. actually do anything. Yeah, uh, you have to you have to negotiate with the Mako OS, though. <laughs> like, set it. Who's just like, highest power setting? No, 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 I have a... No, 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 I really need, I, I really need the lowest one. Please, 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 please. And he's just like whispering to it. And the arm sighs as it sets it to the lowest power setting. And then after he does that, he's gonna like, his hand is gonna slip and he's gonna like, ah, and then put himself in a prime, hit me again position. But what he's gonna do is prepare, now that he's got his Mako arm out, his useful esoteric is uh, absorb energy. And I want to flavor it as he's absorbing the energy from Smite, from God herself, and then redirecting it into the, the thing. Yes, please. Yeah. I always imagine the Mako OS as being like a blue light. Me too. So because you did this on your turn, I'm going to have this be like she got a free attack or something. Sure. The lady strikes down a light on you, a bright red light, which you just rise up and catch with your arm. And as it reaches the arm, the lightning returns back to its thread-like form, and its bright, fierce red turns into an equally fierce blue. And the lightning turns from lightning to strings, back into the defibrillum's laser. And you cut the third wire. He yells at a ha after he does it. <laughs> you, you all misunderstand. And you see the fog starts to solidify back into those threads and starts to take form. And like you do not to slam on all of you, and I need everyone to roll speed defense. Except for Misha, who's in the bubble. Yeah, no, I get that. Alright, I'm on my fourth die of the night. I'm gonna put a level of effort into this. Yeah. Grab, grab like, a, a die that you put in the bad house, because maybe it will try to The problem you. is they were all in the bad house. Does Hopper's innocent powers help defend us at all? Oh my god, everybody's innocent! Yay! Yeah, everybody gets an asset! Everybody's innocent. Everybody's innocent. Let me see what that does. Yeah, you're standing next to me, which you are. You share any defensive advantages that I have, which is speed defense from my shield. And that's it. <laughs> well, it's oh, speed defense rolls are decreased by one step. Okay, so two steps easier. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I'll also spend a level of effort because I can't afford to do anything more. Yeah, I'll also spend oh. a level. Oh, boy. Please. God damn it. No, I don't like that face, Tom. I rolled a 17. But I don't think that's enough. Even a 17 with two levels. I got a five with two levels. Ah! Got a seven. Ah! <laughs> the bubble reverberates like a rock thrown into a small pond as the heel of the lady with cinnabar lips slams on all of you. She tries to mush you into paste, but because of the way the data sphere works, you are able to absorb a little bit of the impact, almost turn into threads yourself. But that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt you, because it hurts a lot. It hurts for 20 points of damage. 20 points? Oh, no, that's so, that's Holy so much! Holy shit! What the f- 
All right, my might's at zero. Gotta dip into my oh, speed here. Oh no, Hopper! Oh my god, we had a 14, nine. so that's minus another six. That's a uh, nine. No. Yeah, that's fine. Just gonna have to get clever. Are you dead, Tom? You're not dead, are you? Uh, I have 24 intellect and I am impaired. I can't take actions on my turn. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. I forgot that I was impaired last turn and I definitely did an action. Sorry, we're using different terms. Tom means debilitated. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was, I misspoke. I apologize. Okay. Debilitated, yeah. Then I'm fine. Okay. Impaired just means effort costs more. That's what yeah. I thought, but. I'm debilitated, which means I can't act because I don't have any might or speed left. Meanwhile, Misha, you can see the sky vibrate a bit in what looked to be an endless cinnabar abyss. There's movement, the movement of the sky itself, as if it was waves above you. You also notice as two of Marionette Misha's legs stop responding, they stop moving, as does one of their arms, as if they had been disconnected from some strings that you cannot see. Hmm. Hmm. Just imagining the marionette just waggling threateningly by one arm, like, oh, I'm coming to get you now! <laughs> you get back here! Like a like a Scooby-Doo ghost where they just stand there shaking their arms. Well, actually, it is. It is dangling by the one arm, but it's still looking like it's standing, but it also looks like it's dangling and it has the one arm up in the sky. And it's honestly, it'd be pretty unsettling to see, I think, outside of a yeah. comedic context. Oh, Got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> it's like that, like that gif you sent the other day with the little puppet that just had little strings cut, and it looked really creepy as it kept like falling, yeah. and I hated that. Anyways, I guess Misha will notice that a bit more now since it's two more extremities, and uh, say, "What? What is happening to you? We are dying." Misha, we, we, we are? Then why do you keep hurting us? Because we need you back. This can all stop if you just join me. If you just join yourself. But if, if I do, do you promise to, do you promise to keep my friends, or I suppose Misha's friends, safe? Do you promise to not? cause any more problems in the world I could go back if if there's nothing else back for me there but I I want I want my friends and the people that Misha loves I want them safe and the arm of marionette Misha slowly falls down just chick 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 and all of its fingers go in with the exception of the <sighs> pinky God. Oh! Cut. And it says... Of course. I promise. <sighs> because the lady with cinnabar lips lies. Oh my god. Shock, it is your turn. You have just been pasted to the wall by this foot. You cannot take another hit from that again. And more importantly, you can see down beneath you the figure trying to make some final action towards Misha. You don't know what it is, but you know it cannot be good. You have to cut the final wire this turn. So here, here's a question. If I use an item from my inventory that's not a cipher, but does an effect that is equivalent to a cipher, would that follow the rule of it doesn't take my whole turn to do that? Especially if I say Ness is administering it. Sure. Uh, for the past several arcs, I have been slowly stocking healing items with my money that I keep forgetting about because we've never really been in a lot of combats that need them. But you're welcome, by the way. I want to materialize my spray flesh max and maybe with Ness's help, just spray my body such that it starts working again. Absolutely. But I know Ness is not going to be good at this, so we need to play this out. Okay. Shock, shock, you're not looking so good, buddy. Ness, I... <clears throat> In the backpack. Coughs up blood that makes strings. Backpack. There's a canister. It's silver. Has a heart on it instead of a gear. Please grab grab it, please. I can't reach. Well, Shock is, is getting all that out. Ness is already like in the backpack. His little booted feet sticking out, throwing things out while he tries to look for the one thing that Shock wants. This is like a cat that goes like swinging by. And then it just splits into a million different threads. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> until he finds um this fable ball goes ah this is this is a heart right yeah yes this is this is the right one yes you need okay, to what, aim, what, what now? aim the little nozzle at me. What's, what? This thing? Yeah, that o- that opening there. You need to <laughs> aim it at me, and you need you you need to you need to squeeze the trigger. Just just spray the mist all over me. Do I shake it? He asks, already shaking it. I don't know. I don't think it. Okay, can I'm hurt. shaking it. Okay. Ah 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 ah! like in shock's face. Realizes that's probably not where Shock wanted it to be, and then just starts wildly spraying it all over. <laughs> Wounds aren't physical, it's immaterial, so I think so long as it hits, it's fine. Alright. It's hitting, but he's like moving it wildly to make sure that it's hitting. Everywhere's hurt anyway, so. But because it is immaterial, normally it has a really bad taste to keep you from eating it, but because it's immaterial, you just feel that taste in your body now. Oh, oh no, that's gross. Sorry, bud. So I haven't actually written down in my inventory what spray flesh max does but i know it is the strongest version of spray flesh it is the strongest version of spray flesh it heals your entire might pool wow nice just my might pool yeah because spray flesh is might if you'd use like spray vein or spray mind you would have if you do spray vein you would have done your uh speed but nope all your might i know fucking wasted i guess i've got other <laughs> forms of spray but oh shock all is renewed <laughs> with eight points of might nine. and with them he shells <laughs> it's nine. Oh, you don't have that much might what no you're such a wimpy boy i wish i could have used that on ellie instead and i'm very sorry for that but i just needed to be able to act and the only other thing i had was spray mind which wouldn't healing my intellect pool wouldn't correct debilitated that's true Anyway, <laughs> feeling quite a bit stronger. Five levels of effort. And a 12. And what did you do? Oh, sorry, sorry. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Didn't describe anything. Shock takes his glove again for cutting light and fires another beam at the remaining thread to just try and cut it while also, like, Mental Link shouting, Misha, no! And how much damage does cutting light do? Five points at base. Okay. Because... Or if it's an inanimate object, it just cuts through it if it's a certain length. You said it was a pretty thin wire, huh? It's inanimate. Yeah. I mean, it's not an enemy, so... These are all words you said. Let's look at the description real quick. I hate to use logic on you, Yeah, yeah, let's take a look here. Oh, wow. Even more effective when used against an immobile, non-living target. Even more effective. It slices through up to one foot of any material, level six or less. Wow. Damn. That's probably going to... Oh, you shouldn't have said that part. Damn it. Well, I can't lie. Why did you say that part? Wait, you said level four or less? Level six or less. Well, the thing is, you targeted the wires. And the wires aren't level nine. They're level five. Misha, the pinky from your reflection, yourself, gets closer to you. Do you have any thoughts as you reach out your other hand in kind? Uh, yeah, they, they feel bad that they didn't, they haven't got, they didn't get to like say goodbye, I guess, to their friends and to like, you know, in general, like the people down on earth or whatnot. So they will say, is, is there any way I could? Misha could see their friends one last time before I joined you. We joined you just to see that they are okay. You know the answer to that. We don't care about ants. But I guess Misha loves ants. Not, not even one last time. If you really need both of us to be together is this as the last thing that Misha cares about. I know you promised, I just... And you promised too. Misha was always good at keeping promises. That's what set us apart. Yeah. Then make the promise. And the hand stretches out further. But... But... You want what I say you want! And then suddenly, the arm flops down, as does the rest of the marionette, before poofing into dozens of threads. What? Are, are you... what? Are you there? 
Are... are we... I'm not dead. And you hear a wretched scream from above. You are not, but they will be. And everyone else, roll me one last defense. Well, forgive me, Spray Flesh Max. I didn't mean for you to die like this. For flavor, Ellie will have, in anticipation of the shoe coming down again, Ellie will have thrown herself over Shock because he's currently the weakest. Shock actually takes Ness and like <laughs> flings him out of the foot's way. Oh! Just, whoo, what are you doing? <laughs> Forgive me, friend. Uh, I rolled an 18. I rolled a nine. I rolled a four. You prepare for the foot to come down, but it doesn't in a literal way. Instead, multiple streaks of that cinnabar lightning fly down from on high, hitting each of you multiple times to the point that all of you are now debilitated. And they hit not only you, but the bubble around you, which starts to tear in the center. And Misha, you see above you this red sky tear itself apart. And inside of it, you see her. She is motionless, having such a perfect form it should not be tainted by change. With a long white dress that curves at the bottom as if it's suspended in a frozen wind. Higher up, you see the vague shape of a face, the hint of a form, just enough to let you know how perfect it is, but with enough vagueness to let you fill in the blanks. Her nose lacks nostrils, and her face has divots in where eyes should be entered. In fact, this still perfect woman only has one very distinct feature. Glistening, expressive, cinnabar lips. And those lips frown. Do you says that you see suspended, unable to move, four figures, an old woman with a red hat, a cowboy accountant, a small robot with two arms, and a boy in a singed blue robe. And as she gets closer and her form gets larger, you notice just how small they are, how they are literal ants in comparison. And the lady continues. I will give you one chance to save these fools who do not seem to want to leave you. You, they're so fond of you, but there is no you. There is only us. Show them that and they may live. They, they came here? They, they came here? Misha! Misha Jarvis! Chuck! You are you! You're not anyone else! But... but... She is not you! You are not her! If it was true, none of this would be happening right now! You can fight her! We all can! Misha, Misha, I'm sorry that I broke the promise I made, but I... I... We're your friends, and we're gonna stick by you, through thick or thin, okay? I know you think you're gonna hurt us, but it's not. It's not you. And we're all, we're all with you, okay? Misha, I'm not as good at fisticuffs as I thought, but I am still willing to try. <laughs> and then one person remains. Misha, I know he must have told you about the song when he taught it to you, that you had to sing it with love. He wrote it with love and every time that i think about it i i feel him with me and it was it's i thought for a while that it was just my song but it's our song it's carl's and mine and it's yours and ellie is going to look misha 
in the eyes and hum to them. Unconditional love. That's what the song was always about. And it sounds cheesy to say that a song is about something like that, but what else could this be? You have spent so long, Misha, worried. You're a danger to everybody. You're a threat to them. That one day you are going to be everyone's doom. That one day they would all regret ever knowing you. You are so afraid of being a danger to everyone, and yet everyone willingly came into danger for you. That's just what family does, I guess. And as Carl's song ends again, there is an empty pause where it waits for a new refrain. You... you... you, you forgive me? <laughs> of course. Of course I forgive you, Misha. Uh, sorry for all the danger that, that things have caused to to you and to to all of you, really. But you you still you still kept coming for me, even even if you you knew the risks. I'm I'm, I'm not really sure how you're all here right now, but I guess if if you all came back, I can't give up now, can I? We love you, Misha. I love all of you too. I just wanted to protect all of you. Just like I couldn't protect Carl. It's okay. It is time to decide. As fake a word it is. Well, I... I don't know how we are going to get out of this. But we are. And I am not meaning we as in you and I. I am meaning me. Misha Jarvis and their friends we are going to get out of this situation and I am going to get rid of you once and for all you, you, you've tried to convince me that we are the same but I don't see it I've never truly seen it we are too different for that to be the case and I won't let you lie and say that we are the same to me anymore the data sphere is made of threads and as Misha speaks, a new one forms. This small purple thread starts as a fleck on their neck, but as Misha's confidence grows, it does as well. Another line, another knot, longer and longer and longer. And while Misha may not notice, as they continue to speak to the lady, her mouth curls first in disgust, but then a bit of surprise and fear. As behind Misha, a long purple scarf has increased in length and magnitude to the degree that it now has a volume rivaling that of the lady herself. God, yes. Sure, the lady with cinnabar lips is not an enemy to take lightly. She's one of the strongest beings in the data sphere. But Misha, you aren't her. You're stronger. How are you gonna end this fight? I've lived with the consequences of you meddling on my life for far too long. And I don't want you to be here anymore. Leave me and my friends alone forever. Hey lady, do you know what die means? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> because you won't be coming back. Misha will just look back at the scarf and look at her. It's time to finish this! In following your lead, the scarf starts to unfurl itself, rising up on both ends like a double-headed snake ready to strike. And strike it does, flying between the bolts of energy the lady is raining down on the party, lunging at the lady and wrapping around her legs, rising higher and higher like a purple storm until eventually her white figure is covered entirely by purple, with the final strand going over her screaming cinnabar lips. And after a few moments, this muffled sound decreases, and through the lines separating the bits of the scarf, threads 
start to shoot out, flying out as if the scarf is containing some sort of colorful explosion, until eventually the scarf curls back, and where it was, nothing can be found. Yeah, like after seeing the little stare at where the lady once was with a moment of like disbelief and faulted her knees. She's, she's gone? She's gone. And as you look down, Misha, you can see the colors from two lights emanating from your eyes. On one side is the gray, but on the other, the red flickers out and is replaced by purple. Well, there goes our payment, Din David. Well, I guess I didn't want to have money for a pizza this this month. You know, it's fine. I can starve for a little bit. Yeah, we're used to it anyway. Honestly, good riddance. She was an awful lady anyway. She was a bit scary. A, a bit scary, a bit scary, Din David. Well, you know how I always exaggerate, but on the opposite side. I know how you understate everything, Din David. Yeah. Although, speaking of our job, remember that big gap at 45 years that you want us to piece together? Yeah. What, what's up with that? Well, we never were. When you're not uploading into the proverbial cloud, there's nothing to restore. Mm. But, but there was the weirdest thing, Din David. So you remember how that android came in and poofed the lady? That was the weirdest thing. Yeah, la weirdest last two minutes of my life. Well, it's the strangest thing, Din David. I wasn't able to recover that thing's memories, but when it was here, there was another set of memories clear as day for that time. Really? Yeah. Well, let's roll one last tape. Misha was gone the morning after. Without their connection to the data sphere, they had no memory of where they were or why they were there. And so they just walked out the front door. Ayn wanted to follow, but she wondered if it was better not to. If she couldn't keep her promise to Misha before, why did she think she could now? It didn't help that Kalodi had written off the whole thing as a moral and technical failure either. That left, in the end, the lady with cinnabar lips, who immediately started scouring the land, determined to have what she considered her own back. But she wasn't the only one searching. Ellie knew how to sing, but after Carl's death, the scar on her heart left it too injured to use. And so, for decades, the scarf lay still in Ellie's hat. That is, until 15 years ago, when a chance encounter with royalty from a far-off land sparked Ellie's song again. The scarf didn't want to leave Ellie, but it knew in the end that she wasn't the one who needed it. So while Ellie and Ray stormed Henrenhide Castle, the scarf hid in some secluded corner where it waited, and waited, and waited, until it could feel the song again. Down at the foot of Henrenhide Castle, a man stumbled around, screaming profanities at an android who just stared back in confusion. The scarf, not wanting to waste any time, tore through the air, carried on a current of its own making. It leaped in front of the android to protect it from this furious man, but no attack came. Instead, the man, from some previous injury or simply the strain of his life, dropped to his back with a loud thunk. And the android, forever curious, imitated him. This was Misha, all right. And with this realization, the scarf rushed towards its other self and wrapped around their shoulders. To anyone else, it would look like a regular scarf resting, but Misha's scarf knew that it was a hug.
I wrote like possible flex skill ideas at the bottom of my document. I have forgotten to scroll down to the bottom every time I'm choosing a flex skill, but that's fine because one of them is just cardinal directions, and I don't know why. That'll help you in the data sphere. We're going north. Yeah. <laughs> that direction has meaning <laughs> in this world. We're disasters. God. I almost chose invisibility too. That would have been so dope. Could have done the speaking. But instead of choosing it for yourself, you chose it for a you chose it for a sensor. I chose sensor, yeah. So you know What if Hopper becomes its own his own sensor? He designates himself as the sensor. <laughs> oh, but it says immobile. Never mind. I was like gonna put one down to be like that person passing by. Innocent. That person <laughs> passing by. Guilty. That big lady thing. You are guilty. You're so guilty. So guilty. See, like, he's so small, and she's like, what did you say? You are guilty. And you can just, like, barely hear Hopper. No, I was going to say, you know, theoretically, if the first Halloween special is somewhat canon, technically they have bananas before, but, you know. <laughs> Wait, Ellie's been a nano in both of our Halloween specials. The one it was future Ellie. The rise of Ellie Bees is now. <laughs> you should have chosen some bees thing. Swarm of insects, I don't know. 